it's a wonderful thing. This is the new standard this living podcast. New standard living podcast. Infuse more Where we talk about action, vulnerability, and awareness. Everybody. Welcome to the new Standard Living Podcast. My name is Mark Leach and I'll be your host tonight. Just wanted to stop by, <laughs> check in, say what's up. Um, wanted to do a little awareness episode. Um, thought I would make this maybe a quick, kind of quicker episode. Um, yeah. So I hope everyone's doing good and, um, and yeah, hope everyone's week is going good. Haven't done this for about a week, but, uh, yeah, I thought I would, um, you know, talk about some stuff that resonates with, uh, like our mo- modern day world, uh, you know, where we're like hyper aware of mental health basically. And we, lean more on the mind or um i guess you could say the brain and the body (laughs) and um basically you know um don't have too many tools seems like from different industries to, um, you know, emphasize the heart (laughs) and, uh, things like that. And so I thought I would, um, you know, talk about a few things that I wish I had known before I, you know, started partaking in therapy and uh, really trying to lean my understanding fully on the on mental health and um and so i guess the first thing that i wanted to get into was if um you know if if uh i could go back and or whatever if i i don't necessarily think you know therapists i don't really have a place to say that therapists um are doing like things right or wrong you know like it does seem like the industry does their best and it does seem like um, you know, there's a few different avenues, like a therapist, you know, a therapist can go in and, um, you know, one thing I've noticed was just, you know, the hand, I don't even know how many it's been, but one theme I was noticing was, um, a therapist out in the real world, will express 
that things fascinate them, you know, people's mental health and their behaviors and actions and stuff is fascinating. And, um, and so it seemed like, um, it could be, you know, a, almost a self-serving thing to them or an entertainment, you know, factor. But then there's, uh, I don't know it. Then, then, then obviously there's like ones that like care less and aren't even fascinated with anything and they're just doing it for the payday. And then there's the third avenue I've noticed where, pe you know, people genuinely want to help other people, you know, or the, you know, the therapist. And so, you know, obviously I love that, love the heart of helping others. <laughs> but, you know, when you go into therapy, you know, you can, I mean, first of all, you can like hop therapist to therapist, but what I was about to say was, you know, it's a pretty long intake process, you know, and the average person doesn't, you know, have, you know, that much or, you know, doesn't seem like the, the cost of therapy is in everyone's budget, at least for like high, you know, very high, highly trained professionals. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if it's every state, but there's like sliding scale where they'll work with you do, um, you know, based on your in income. And so I really appreciated that. And, uh, you know, as I was like navigating that, you know, area of life, I kind of wish that, um, you know, the process, uh, I, you know, I just wish I knew what I know now before I felt like, you know, so lost when I was facing this whole industry, you know, this you know, this whole lane of life where, you know, people are, have been trained for a very long time to like observe and, um, and just, they, it just seemed like overwhelming, you know? So slowly, you know, I got to learn a few things that, you know, I wish I had known before, kind of feeling that and putting, you know, all my hope kind of in this industry and, um, and all that being said, kind of all my hope before, you know, finding faith and, you know, really being able to embrace, um, a lot more fruitful things and, um, so I wanted to talk about, uh, first of all, communication styles. Like I was very happy when, 
I um, just was able to kind of digest, you know, a lot about communication styles. And when you, um, you know, when you, when you research it and look it up, you'll learn that there is uh, a, an assertive communication style, an aggressive communication style, a passive communication style, and a passive aggressive communication style. And when I sat with it, I was just like, well, it seems like there's only one good communication style. And, you know, everyone might have a dominant communication style, but I was just like, okay, well, you know, like human, you know, we can change, we can work towards something, you know, even if some, even, even if a communication style is kind of embedded in our personality, it's like you can actively work for the positive communication style or the healthy communication style, which is assertive, being assertive, you know? And, um, so I won't, I won't, um, necessarily like expand on these, uh, topics, but too much, but, um, you know, that was one thing where I was just like, well, you know, I wish that was, you know, I mean, a big theme about new standard living is like, you know, what do I, what would I have liked to have learned like in, um, in schools and stuff that I was in. And, and when I, you know, learned about communication styles, I was, it was just, uh, you know, a big blessing and it, and it, you know, really helped me have hope basically, you know, it wasn't like, oh man, like I'm going to have to take all these classes, you know, in, in some, at some college and not saying that's, it's negative to do that. Like when I looked up communication classes, it was always booked. Like it was, it was really, it seemed hard to get into a communications class. And so, um, you know, once I just did my own research and I was just, uh, you know, I sat with it, then I was just like, okay, well, this is something I can work towards. You know, it doesn't matter what communication style I'm in or that, you know, I've all, I've always done and, um, that, that I can, you know, try to be assertive. I can, you know, learn how to be assertive and, you know, step towards that. And, uh, and you know, all that, all that being said, it's just like, it, you know, I am a little confused on, you know, if you, if you choose to be passive about something, like, are you stepping into the passive communication style? You know, cause sometimes, sometimes when you just, when you're like, I'm not going to die on this hill 
or, you know, I'm not willing to step onto that battlefield kind of idea. You know, to me, it seems like you're, you become passive, but <laughs> it doesn't necessarily, you know, I do wonder if, if it, um, I do wonder what you're doing and it doesn't seem like what you're doing is your communication style. I mean, because sometimes you can be as assertive as you like and people will die on a hill and you're like, you know, you just kind of have self-control and you're like, I don't, I don't have time for this. <laughs> you know, like, um, I'm going to be assertive in more fruitful, you know, topics or situations. And, um, and so, so it is interesting. It's, it seems like the, the only healthy communication style and let alone positive and, um, yeah, so I just, uh, you know, I kind of wish somebody had talked about that, you know, maybe preached about it a little bit on, you know, different podcasts I, I listen to. And so, um, so yeah, and so I'll move on to um, another thing that I wish I knew before, you know, my therapy experience was or, you know, knew better, um, before my, or, you know, before or during my therapy experience was attachment styles. And so, you know, I was, I was pulling it up cause I, I, I've, I've known there was four attachment styles, but then when I was pulling up, I, I found a fifth one, which I thought was interesting, but so I will mention it, but I'm just going to park on the four. And so the four attachment styles are secure, anxious, avoidant or dismissive, and then avoidant and fearful. And... Yeah, there you go. Okay. And so, and so the fifth one that I, um, had found while I was pulling these up was manipulative. And so that one was just like, a, like ultra negative one, but I thought it was interesting, you know, when I sat with, you know, these attachment styles, I, I was like, I mean, it says it right here. It's, it's actually pretty interesting. I mean, it, it was, it was obvious, but like on one of these, um, diagrams, it's, uh, there's, you know, secured t attachment style is the positive or the healthy attachment style. And then anxious and preoccupied, dismissive, avoidant or fearful avoidant are negatives or unhealthy. And so, um, yeah. And so, I mean, I don't have too much to say about that one. It's just like, Oh, excuse me. It does seem like, um, I can learn more about that. 
but it was it was just interesting where i was just like okay well there's like more hope you know there's something i can um like work towards and if i am somewhere in the negative attachment styles then you know, I can learn about it and then learn when I am stepping into that attachment style and, you know, I can get more contrast and see the boundaries, you know, around them and learn how to like step out of the negative and into, you know, secure attachment style. And, um, and, you know, with all that being said, like, you know, finding faith, and finding, you know, joy and hope in general seems like it almost pushed me into a secure attachment style. And, um, and so, you know, I was, I was thankful when I found, you know, these things. And so, uh, yeah, so I'll, uh, so the third the third thing I wanted to mention and chat about for a little bit was the most valuable thing I found during my therapy days and it was something that I'm convinced is not a part of the standard therapy structure for a therapist like what they would be teaching in schools and even though i've seen different therapists acknowledge it embrace it it doesn't seem like it's something that they would be bringing up or if they're even legally allowed to bring it up on their own in therapy and like I'm not a therapist and I don't know the ins and outs all the way of what they've been, you know, been through to get their licensing. But the number one thing that helped me was learning about uh, the Enneagram and it was very interesting because it's like, if you could, if you can find out what your Enneagram number is or your lane is, like however you want to look at it, but on the Enneagram, it's a number, then um, for everyone that has found found it, it seems like the Enneagram was as valuable as like two, three years, like every day going to a therapist for like 90 minutes <laughs> and just pushed you to this maturity or this awareness, you know, and showed you your vulnerability vulnerabilities and kind of allows you to see like where you can take action, you know, and, um, uh, you know, with the Enneagram, 
there's there's a lot of details about it but you know the thing that resonated with me i think one of the like one of the things that resonated with with me the most was our intelligence centers and um and uh like mine in particular it is known on the enneagram to be the most misunderstood and i am and so as a four enneagram i'm in the heart intelligence center like that's where i go home so it uh you know paint it painted a really valuable picture for me on um you know why i do things and um it's i mean it gets pretty nuts how how in depth it can get but so that is one you know thing i wish i knew a lot sooner than you know before i i entered therapy was you know people people go to therapy and find these highly valuable moments and sessions when they're really exposed when you know the when the therapist can tell them you know the truth and how it is and excuse me and how they're observing the person in therapy and uh when you learn about your Enneagram number, that's, those are the things you feel, you know, like, um, like one of my favorite things I heard was, uh, Brene Brown, the, uh, uh, I call her like America's therapist, but she's the like world, world renowned, um, podcaster and book writer and um lecture like she's been on ted talks and stuff and uh one of my favorite human beings <laughs> in the world and when she talked about the enneagram she was like on her podcast and she had like an author of an enneagram book on the podcast she was like yeah when you, you know the enneagram like made her feel like exposed like 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 someone read her kind of like a book you know and i was like that's how i felt <laughs> you know and so and that's what they say when you're searching for your enneagram number is when you're like you know taking tests or you know read reading through the numbers to see, figure out which one you you're at they were like gosh excuse me it's kind of late for me right now but when they when the person's reading through the enneagram numbers it's the one that you feel the most exposed (laughs) is usually your number so um i just thought i would you know make a quick episode uh, a little quick awareness episode on you know these you know highly valuable things that I feel like people will go through months and maybe years of therapy sessions to try to learn about themselves or, you know, they'll try 
to get help with and um you know i mean if you think about it even in one therapy session you're you know you're going through a lot of stuff and you can't just necessarily i mean maybe you can but it doesn't seem like it's normal to just sit down and talk about you know your attachment style for you know for days on end it's just like the therapist is gonna be is gonna care about the you know they it just seems like they go about it a different way and they want to um you know help you navigate life you know like as healthy as possible as um and you know as vulnerable as possible and um and so you know kudos to people who are in the therapy industry but you know i like to you know i like the understanding that you know the mental health in- industry doesn't know everything and you know it's not necessarily a perfect process and um you know the fact that you're paying for it and none of it's free and you know you can you can only have your therapist you know it it's i mean i have empathy for a lot of the aspects but it's just for mo- you know most most of the aspects of, on how they go about it but you know when i put my finger in the wind it seems like there's still something that is either taken away from like the process of being a human or maybe the fact that we're paying for it seems you know more on the it it almost like takes the community out of it for me you know um like when I just try and gauge it, you know, kind of from afar. And I mean, even when I was, you know, um, you know, going to see a therapist, it was just like, okay, like, it seems like, um, like back, back in the day, you know, a therapist would be, like the, like the village therapist would have been like the shaman or the rabbi or, you know, like the spiritual leader. But, um, and I know they made huge strides to understanding, you know, human behavior and have been able to like box things up. You know, that's why I appreciate learning about attachment styles and communication styles. Um, so anyway, I thought I would, um, you know, try and bless you and try and, you know, bring some positivity and hope and, um, you know, some good info that you can, you know, work on in your own time and, you know, try and embrace, you know, those positive, you know, aspects of being a human and, you know, as in communication style and, um, attachment style and, 
you know, trying to, you know, trying to find your Enneagram number and, you know, embracing life, kind of grabbing it by the balls and, (laughs) you know, saving you some money, you know, but obviously if you are having a hard time, I do, you know, with life and, um, you know, you're stuck in a, you know, in a hard place and it's hard to navigate and, you know, it's feeling hopeless. Like I do encourage you to go see a therapist and, um, you know, maybe for legal reasons, just to reiterate that I am not a therapist. I do not have any (laughs) licensing. I'm not a medical or yeah, I'm not a mental health professional. And, um, but yeah, you know, you're human and I care about you as as well as the other 8 billion people in this world. And, um, you know, we're in this together and, uh, yeah, so I'll be praying for you and I'll be, you know, doing my best and my part to, um, contribute and, uh, you know, to make this world, you know, filled, you know, as bright as it can be. So anyway, uh, if you made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in and, um, I will, uh, come on and chat about some normal stuff (laughs) soon. And, uh, yeah, again, thank you. If you haven't subscribed on Apple podcasts, uh, it'd be awesome if you did. And, uh, you know, please rate and review, follow us on SoundCloud, on Spotify, you know, give us ratings and, um, uh, yeah. Anyway, much love. Hope y'all have a great night, great day, whenever you're listening to this. And, uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Peace out.